What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's happening? What's happening? Welcome to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae, episode 58. I hope everybody's week has been great. I got some people on the live Instagram. Of course, we are on live on Instagram. You can check us out right now. Um, If you don't check us out, if you don't follow us on Instagram, I know a lot of y'all don't follow us on Instagram, man. Follow us on Instagram at T-O-B podcast underscore you know like t-o-b underscore podcast listen because our first podcast our first instagram got hacked now <laughs> i remember like my bro saying like bro you on another level your instagram getting hacked and everything i'm like bro that, like I, I ain't nobody i'm just chilling you feel me like i'm just i'm just i'm just chilling out here you know what i'm saying but uh uh I, as of right now i think me just saying the word chilling now you know um I don't know if I can keep saying it too much longer, you know what I'm saying? Because God is is not just having me chill, you know? And I say it to just, you know, you know, keep myself humble and just keep myself uh, just grounded and chilling, you know, just chilling. You see what I'm saying? I, 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 you know, just chilling. Um, but a lot of moves have been made this week, um, just a weekend, just period. Um, so I believe, I don't know if I told you guys, um, but these are, I, I've been making some silent moves over the past few months, um, just with grad school and everything. And, uh, one of those moves were, uh, was that I got honored, uh, humbly honored to be, uh, a part of, um, Omicron Delta Kappa National Leadership Honor Society. Um, and for those of you who are new to the show, I am in graduate school right now. I'm going to Grand Valley State University, my alma mater for undergrad and um in their communications program right now and um i got honored um and just a little backstory on that i uh i finished out my undergrad with a two three right so i was more in when it came to undergrad i was more for the experience i i grew up at undergrad now it doesn't uh, it doesn't mean that i wasn't academically sound but i didn't put enough effort um, as I should have into my uh, academics. So when it came time to graduate, I graduated four years. You know what I'm saying? Like I felt like that was an accomplishment. And I kept saying, and looking at back at it now, I kept saying I graduated in four years to make up for the 2.3 that I, you know, that I felt so kind of ashamed of, you know what I'm saying? And personally, because I, I finished my high school with, you know, three, four, three, five. And, you know, a lot of people can say like high school was easy, which it was, but you know, that just academically knowing that I, I finished out with a two, three, I just, it just felt like I was just not doing what I needed to do. And then for the things that I wanted, um, to do, um, it, it kind of hindered me. So I kind of was like, what, what do I need to do to, you know, just, just foster up. So I just, you know, grad school was an option. And, uh, <clears throat> when entering grad school, I, uh, basically, you know, got into grad school and from here point out, uh, I've been, you know, snapping necks and cashing checks. <laughs> and, um, I got honored, um, you know, nominated and then became a member. Um, so I just want to thank Omicron Delta Kappa, um, specifically the GBSU circle, for um, looking at me and all my academics and uh, scholarship and service and leadership, um, you know, and personally just being in media 
Uh, it's, it's, it's one of and, and being in media and journalism um, and that being one of their foundational core pieces um, that they that they look upon or when nominating is is a big deal for me. So I just I just I just thank, you know, first of all, I just thank God because, you know, he he really just turns your boy around. You know, if I, I can go on and on and on with this testimony, but I, I just wanted to give you a little backstory on that because it's. It's a lot, you know what I'm saying, and it's 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 a blessing because I went from a two three to a three three. So it's just like, you know, it it goes on from here. You know, you just you it, it takes time to understand things and where you were and where you are now, and I just and I'm just appreciative of that. Who is this on my thing? Who that is? Okay, see that. Hello, Ari. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, but yeah, I just you know. I'm just very uh, blessed and um, just just humble and just thankful for everything that has, you know, come my way. Uh, I was blessed to have a little, of course, over this, uh, this um, over the course of this semester as well. Being able to foster into another individual has been uh, uh, one of my humblest accomplishments. Um if y'all why if y'all heard the episode with LL Marcel, um, gag is LL Marcel is my little for Alpha Kappa Psi Chi Business Fraternity, and uh, we recently just initiated uh, seven new members, and he was one of those. And uh, I, like I said, had the uh, humble pleasure of being his big. So I just want to give a shout out to my little man. Shout out to LL Marcel and his boy. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to him just making it happen and. Go make some things happen, man. Just it, it, it's just been a great it's just been a great weekend full of accomplishments and um, and things of that nature. So you know we got a show today, though. You know what I'm saying? You know, it, it just don't end with that. You know, you know we got a show to do. Um, we're gonna get into a lot today. We're gonna recap. Uh, of course, we're gonna recap last week. Of course, we're gonna um, Talk about Dwight Howard. Talk about some new music. Uh, talk about Payless, right? Um, if y'all seen how Payless, um, you know, just played everybody. You know, played some really, really, they really played some people. Uh, we're going to talk about Funky Dineva. Now, if you don't know who Funky Dineva is, Funky Dineva is, um, I want to say, a reality. More so, it, it, how can I put it? More so like a, a YouTube reality, you know, commentating sensation. Like, uh, basically, she, um, he, who turns into Funky Dineva, um, basically, uh, you know, comments on the love and hip-hop and, you know, uh, what is it? Love and hip-hop, uh, Real Housewives, you know, all of that good stuff. And, you know, he made a comment. He was with uh, T.S. Madison on their Queens court show in uh, New Orleans. And he made a comment about Blue Ivy. And uh, I, I didn't, you know, I guess the, 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 the Ivies, the Ivies came at her. The Ivy, uh, the Ivy Vines came out real hard. So uh, that was real crazy. Uh, so, uh, or him real hard, I'm sorry. So um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit. Um, our brother to brother question of the day, guys. Is it gay for a brother to moan during sex, bro? I seen this on a on a on a uh, on a Facebook post, and I seen it. And it was like I was like, what? And somebody was like, I want my man. Uh, oh my god, I want my man. <laughs> Y'all was like, what is? 
I want my man to, you know, uh, basically uh, have sex. And I was like, or have sex. I want my, the post basically said, I want my man to, I would like my man to moan during sex because, you know, if you don't, you know, it just, it, 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 it just won't create the space or whatever. But basically that's, that's what the post said. And I was just like, really? So thinking about it, I was like, do brothers moan? And I had to ask my girlfriend like, yo, do you like when I moan? Cause I, I, I don't mind saying it. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you like when I'm on? And she's like, eh, yes. I like when you mo-. We'll get into it. Okay? <laughs> um, so, basically, we're going to talk about Pastor John Gray. Uh, we're going to talk about our MVP of the week, Miss Michelle Obama. We're going to talk about our biggest loser of the week, Takashi 69 And then, for the second half of the show, we're literally going to talk about... I, I, I have time today, people. I kind of got a little time today, and I got a I got a little time to shade. I got a little time to, I don't want to say be disrespectful, but I need people to listen. You understand what I'm saying? And it's the lack of respect towards the millennial generation. You understand what I'm saying? Now, as much as I come at us hard about what we're not doing, I think I do a a, a pretty good job at coming at us even harder for what we are doing and celebrating what we do. Um, by literally trying to, um, collaborate and, um, showcase as many, not, first of all, black, young, um, hardworking individuals out here that are doing it. And then going into just young, hardworking individuals that are out here doing it. But the fact of the matter is this lack of respect and this lack of trust that is that is kind of in that that, that kind of comes from the old heads and the older generation. I, I just I just I just have a little some things to get off my chest in the second half of the of the second half of the show. So we're gonna, let's get into Dwight Howard first. So Dwight Howard um, basically, uh, you know, he played. He, Man done been all over the NBA to play for all the teams. Um, has basically been accused um, of having sexual relations with a man. Now, this man is a an author and a, um, I believe, a social media personality. And uh, I, I tried to pronounce the name, but I don't want to butcher it. Um, so... Basically, this man came out on Instagram and he said, give me one second, I had it up and then it it left me, oh, 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 man, like that is what's crazy, Um, hold on y'all, let me get this together. Trying to find an Instagram post. So the dude's name is called Masan Elijah. And he tweeted allegations of basically um of of you know sexual sexual abuse and uh sexual harassment from Dwight Howard. So basically 
he said, um, what did he say? He said, uh, element L M A O you, the same person that tired that tried to expose play. Oh yeah. So here we go. Um, so this man, I knew it was a lot more to this story. So this, he's a, he's a transgender man, uh, transgender male, um, a transgender female. I apologize. Um, and basically he's, he has been accused of accusing other men of sexual harassment. And one of those men has been, uh, Playboy Cardi, um, in 2017 so um i don't know if this is true or not we're not going to say this is true or not um we are in a we are in a time where clout chasing is the thing uh it is the main thing clout chasing is becoming a major major problem um, just riding the coattails of everybody and getting it easy. What we have to understand is, is becoming an art form now. And as much as we don't, as much as we're trying not to sit here and admit it, it's, it's happening. It, it's re- it, it's really, really happening. So at this point in the game, to me, this looks like nothing but clout chasing. But I wouldn't hold it past a lot of these NBA players like Dwight Howard to have transgender uh, to male interaction. And because they have such a masculine card in that culture of basketball and athletics, why would you sit here and even say to to anybody, "Oh, I'm sitting here banging a dude," or "I'm sitting here banging a transgender woman"? Why would you say that, right? So if you are, I, I, I wouldn't put it past Dwight Howard if he did it. I wouldn't put it past it because I just feel like some of them do it in secret anyway. So I wouldn't put it past them. But I also don't put it past people like Masan Elaji who sit here and just look for clout chasing. So this little shenanigans is just, to me, a lot of clout chasing and a lot of just BS that just needs to just go away. You understand what I'm saying? Like, it just it just needs to stop. Like, this is stupid. Just dumb. Um, so let's talk about Payless. So Payless was petty but smart. And this show, and I feel like Payless showed how materialistic and literally how high-priced shit is. Payless, and I, and I don't, I don't want to say this, I don't want to put this out there, but I felt like it was a black woman who came up with this campaign. Because it had to be. had to, It had to be a black woman that came up with this campaign because literally Payless turned their Turn their name, turn turn to turn their name in a store, right? They they literally got a lot of fashionistas and a fa- fashion designers in this store, and they changed it. They changed the name of this store from Payless to uh, Palasi, right? So instead of P A Y Y L E S S, it was P A L 
A-S-S-I. So it looked exotic. It looked French. It looked like you, you know, it looked so good in there. Like it didn't look like the regular Payless store that you go into. You, it looked like Palasi. You understand what I'm saying? Palasi. Like when you, when you say Palasi, boom, you going in there, you seeing shoes, bow, bow, bow. Now, mind you, these are Payless shoes. These are Payless shoes that they have on these racks, right? So you go into this store called Palasi, you don't know anything. You just going into this store, they high priced, high end store. You know this is for the six figure, seven figure, eight figure salary type people. You understand what I'm saying? You go in, you buy some heels, three, four hundred dollars. Buy some, buy some shoes, four, five hundred dollars, right? Mind you, these shoes probably didn't really have brands on them. These are brands that are really not well known, right? But they're, they they look good, right? They look great. They're great shoes, right? Now, price tag on them when they changed the store was literally like four to $500, right, for heels, Understand me. So the shoes range from a hundred to about five hundred dollars, right? Now, if you know Payless, you ain't coming out of there. You coming out of there? If you bring a hundred dollars in the Payless, you coming out of there with two or three pairs of shoes. Period. If you ever shop that Payless, you know that you're probably coming out of there a hundred dollars. You probably coming back in the day with a hundred dollars. Buy a whole whole rack. But now it's probably about maybe no max than about four, right? These shoes went for four to five hundred dollars. They paid for them, paid for them. These these fashion designers, these trenders, these fashionistas pay for them, and literally pay less. Use it as a commercial and said, while they're paying four hundred, while people pay sit here and pay four hundred dollars for this shoe, we have the same shoe for nineteen ninety nine. Literally, it, it it blew my mind. It kind of blew my mind because I'm sitting there like, yo, we have a literal designer problem. We it's not even a designer problem. What I'm thinking of is we we literally have a a a kind of like what is it? Not even ah, I'm trying to find a word. We have a label problem. Because literally, I see, if you watch it on YouTube, a girl picked up some blue shoes, some blue heels, and they were they price tagged them at Palasi for three fifty. Payless, who was the same people, they just changed the name. Like I said, literally had them boys on the commercial for nineteen ninety nine. Ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine. So my thing is. What is it? Is it because when we get older or is it because if we get more money, that means we have to pay for more high end things? Is it because when you get more money, that means because my mama always told me you get what you pay for. Right. But at the same time, when it comes to clothes and when it comes to shoes and in this situation. Payless shoes and those same shoes, that's that shoe may not even that shoe may break. 
just as much as the Payless shoe. That heel may break. The, the, the expensive heel that you just got may break just as just as as much as the Payless shoe. But you're getting the Payless shoe, though. It, it just put me in a state of mind like you really got to think about how much we care about brands. When it comes to clothes, seriously, we care about brands. When we care about labels, right? Literally, I can literally sit here and slap a label. I can slap my logo on a shirt and sell it. You understand what I'm saying? But if I like if I go to the Gucci store, they're going to charge me $400 for a jacket. That same jacket with that same material, I can go buy for probably like what, 40 bucks? But we want the label because the label, what, means something? Ah, bro, I, I, and see, that's the thing. I've never been, a, 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 I've never been like that label freak. I've never lived by labels for real. I never cared about Gucci, Fendi, Prada. You know, the most I wore was Hollister, my dog. The only labels I got is Stacey Adams. For real, I don't care about the labels. And that made me see, like, damn, our our world, some most of our country, first of all, cares so much about labels. We care so much about what the fuck we have on. Not even what we got on, but what and who we got on. Till I got on Calvin Klein today. Got, got on Mark Jacobs. What's up? And it just it just put me in a in a space like damn that's crazy we we need to do better, wow. Um, let's talk about Funky Donneva real quick. So Funky Donneva, like I said, um, is a is a reality star commentator. Um, she commentates on a lot of um, you know, uh, basically stuff that happens around the black black entertainment and everything. And she was with T S Madison and her Queens Court, and was guest starring on there. And basically. She, uh, T.S. Madison was, you know, talking about Jay-Z and Beyonce and saying that uh, Jay-Z was ugly and uh, Beyonce was fine and uh, Funky Dineva bust out and said, well, Blue Ivy ugly as well, too. And, uh, you know, you heard everybody in the room say, ooh, of course. And I guess Black Twitter went on a rampage because I was just looking at Black Twitter and it was just going nuts on Funky Dineva. And I was like, oh, so Funky Dineva sat there and, you know, he... Uh, he made a uh, a video um, on YouTube, and basically, I watched the video. I wanted to watch it because he was like, and he was basically just saying he was sorry because you know he's thirty five years old, and you know he didn't, you know he shouldn't have said that. And sometimes you need to get humbled and everything like that. You know the blase, blase. And um, you know, uh, I think at, at at that point, you you. I think you understand, you know, you're 35 years old, you gotta, you gotta, you know, just gotta go, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna sit here and deny that, you know, she doesn't have strong Jay-Z features, you know what I'm saying? But she, but she's not an ugly baby, you know what I'm saying? She's a, she's a beautiful baby, she has that, I, I, I'm gonna say I love her hair. You know what I'm saying? Her hair is cute. 
Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. I really don't think he should have said just just ugly as hell. Like that was not. That was disrespectful. Um, and you know, to be a thirty-five year old man doing that, I, I I definitely understand where you're coming from. So don't. I ain't thirty-five. I'm definitely twenty-four. But uh, you know that type, that level of disrespect. Just yeah, nah. So you know. Just, just watch what you say and how you say. It. Just gotta think before you say that. You know what I'm saying? Just think before you speak. Um, let's talk about this new music. So I want to talk about this new music that I've been listening to. I, um, so I, I got a chance to listen to Meek's album. Shout out to Bryce, um, and he played this song "Free," "Free," right? And um, this was Meek Mill, Rick Rose, and Hove. You know, Jay-Z was on the track. And um, I haven't heard a lot from Rosé as a, as a, as a kind of Rick Ross fan a little bit. I haven't heard anything from Ross in a while. You know what I'm saying? And I think him putting this verse on here and going so hard on Takashi like he did, you understand what I'm saying, was so crazy. I said, whoa, Ross? Why did you go so crazy? You ain't got to talk about his racketeering. Relax. <laughs> I'm like, relax. You ain't got to talk about his racketeering. Boy already in the in the pen probably crying. Okay? Come on now. Then, icing on the cake, was Hove low-key just going... At, at, and you know he tweeted saying, you know, I I I didn't mean nothing by by my verse with, about Kanye and everything. Or he didn't even say Kanye. And this is how petty he is. He didn't even say Kanye. He said Red Hat. Right, Red Hat. My thing was like, you can't be this bad. Boy said like my natural. He gave you that Beyonce laugh at the end. That's how you know he carefree. He don't get a flying hoot name. You hear me? He don't give a fuck what you talking about. That man gave you that good Beyonce chuckle at the end. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like, boy, leave me alone. My wife, my spot, come on. (laughs) When he said that, I was like, but for real, Kim Kardashian to Beyonce. Beyonce Kim Kardashian, like, it, you cannot sit here and just sit, like, I, you, there's no level. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no level. There's no level. I'm sorry. So, shout out to Meek Mill on that album. Um, I got to listen to it one more time, but from what I heard, it's pretty dope. Um, I I don't listen to Meek like that, and it's not because I don't choose to. I just... You know, I just don't listen to Meek like that. Uh, but shout out to him. Shout out that he's doing so much in the community. That he's bringing a lot to the community. Um, and that's ultimately, you know, what I think a lot of black men need to do. And if you don't have the resources to do that, you know, as black men, we need to just try to foster into each other and just bring it out. Because when we have these, we have our black men coming out of... Um, prison and incarceration all they know is what the hell they did in the pen you know what i'm saying if they you know and it depends on the time frame you know what i'm saying but 
it, jail, prison can change that mindset. So we we have to be a little bit more open minded. You know what I'm saying? I know it's going. I know it's tough for a lot of us, but sometimes we have to be open minded and snatch people up to make them want to push because ultimately the world is going to see them as just a black man. Not a black man with intelligence, not a black man with knowledge, not a black man with something in his, you know, with with with, with skills in his back pocket. They're not just going to, they, they don't see us like that. They see us as black men. Black men who don't have anything. Who who literally are just, you know, dancing monkeys and shit. Like that, that's what, what it is. That's what it is. So, you know, we, we got to snatch him up. And I love how Meek Mill just got out and really just is, is just fostering into the next, creating schools, like, you know, fostering into the next generation. Like, we need that. You know, you have to learn from your mistakes. Like, I was just watching Notorious. And um, literally, Biggie said something that was crazy. He was like, bro, literally, I cannot keep rapping the same shit, right? We wonder why... Are 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 the rappers that we we listen to sometimes get rap you know get get locked up so many times after they didn't have babies and you know are on new paths of, of of changing. You gotta understand, bro. You cannot keep saying the same shit after you have grown into a new person. You can't do that. You have to elevate. That means when you elevate yourself, that means you got to elevate your attitude. And if people are not on that elevation climb with you, then you got to lead them at the back. You feel me? If you have helped them, to, if you have tried to help them elevate and they want to stay stagnant, they got to stay there. But you cannot stay there. You cannot stay there. You have to let those people go at that time. If they don't want to elevate with you, if they're not elevating with you, and if you have not been, and if you didn't be that friend, and you were that friend to sit there and 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 try to carry them, and they're still being stagnant and lazy, then they gotta go, bro. But you gotta keep pushing. You gotta keep moving. Crazy man, we gotta start playing. Uh, what's up? What else? New. So some more new music. I want to shout out my uh, uh, Miss Nige, Miss Nige, Miss Nige. You feel me, Miss Nigel Desiree? You understand what I'm saying? I want to shout shout her out. Um, she just posted a new song. Um, I don't know if this is her first song, her first official debut single. Um, but if you don't know Miss uh, Miss Nigel Desiree, uh, she is a graduate from uh, Grand Valley State University. University, a part of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, a part of Alpha Kappa Psi Coeplis Fraternity, um, and a great, great musician and songstress. Um, she just released her first single, um, Breathe. I was going to say Breath. <laughs> Breathe. And I believe that it's a bop. I've been bopping to it all week. Um, Literally, I, I've thought about some remixes for you already, girl. Like, seriously, like, you need Todd Dallasine on that thing. You need Chris Brown on that thing. And I'm just being biased because I love them, too, with the remixes. Uh, but, you know, just shout out to her. Like, you know, she just just been doing your thing, girl. So just shout out with you. Um, that song is a bop. Like, make another one. Like, that boy is a bop. Like, I'm like, take it off of me. Don't get, don't make me wait. Give it all to me. Breathe on me. Breathe in me. 
tonight I'm not myself, baby we can role play, do it like I said I could, let me show you my way, let me show you my way, sensation, okay, I was like, okay, nice, sensation, I said, okay. All right, now nah, I said, okay, now nah, you better talk about it, talk about it. Uh, what else we got on tap for today? So Pastor John Gray, if y'all don't know Pastor John Gray, Pastor John Gray um, is a is the pastor of Relentless Church. Um, I believe that is in Atlanta, but I'm not for sure. Um, actually, yeah, it is in, I believe it is in Georgia. I believe it's in Atlanta, though. Um so basically, and this was surprising to me, right? He decided to take the money um, that was given to him, you know, for tithes and offerings. And he decided to take that money and give it to people that actually needed it in the church because he was talking about um pulpit pimping basically and how churches ask so many people to give 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 but not really giving that money back to people who actually need it right so it was amazing to see and read how he talked about really how churches give 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 so much or acts or acts from the people, the congregation of the church to give, give, give. And he talked about like, um, what he talked about, you know, like first Sunday and men's day, women's day, you know, just expressing like, you know, a lot of, a lot of the time when we give a lot of those churches, a lot of those churches are like pimps. They are not trying to sit here. They're going to pimp you out of $100. They're going to pimp you out of $20. They're going to pimp you out of $50. And y'all don't see it because we're in this bubble when you go to church. It's all about the word of God. But you don't understand that, you know, this is also a capitalistic ass society, right? This is a capitalistic society. How? Why, why do you think mega church? You know what I heard so much when I was younger, like, oh my God, God created this church. Thank you, Jesus. Now, in my head, in my little 12, 13 year old mind, I'm like, how did God create this mega church? He dead. Right? He dead. How did he create this mega church? But he dead. And then people would just tell me, well, you know, uh, he blessed the pastor, and the pastor just. And, and then the pastor would be like, well, God created this thing for me and I'm just so blessed and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but how though? Right? When I would go to other churches, like, and, and, I've, and, I've, and, I've, and I've been to ones that have been so small, to ones that have been so big, right? And it's like every church has its different denominations, and it's really, it really goes off, it's like, it really goes off of like really who you know in in that culture of church. And for him to sit there and really just give that money back, right, to those who needed it, not even taking it, said, no, I don't want that. 
Y'all give it to people who actually need it. Because we don't give it for real. You understand what I'm saying? I don't mind lending out money. Here's the thing. You understand what I'm saying? I don't mind it. And I think the people that I ask to hold money from don't mind it at, at, at all. And if we say we're going to pay you back, just pay us back. If you can't pay us back that day, let us know. Communication is so key for everything. This is where communication is key. If you cannot pay something, we understand. We understand. We understand. And, and, and it goes so much deeper. You understand what I'm saying? It goes so much deeper than this. So for him to just do that, I want to give Pastor John Gray a, a hand clap of praise. Like, Lord, you that, that, that was amazing. That was amazing. I've, I've never heard nor seen of it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Never heard nor seen of that. So I just want to give you props for that. Um, let's talk about um, our MVP of the week, Miss Michelle Obama. Our forever Velotis. Period. Do you understand me? I don't care if we get another. If, I don't care if we get Oprah as the first lady. Michelle Obama will literally be my forever Velotis. Okay. Period. 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 Oprah will become a, com- a close second, but Michelle. Period. Um, so Michelle Obama had her memoir come out, um, it, uh, and her memoir, uh, becoming, uh, has become the best-selling, uh, hard book copy in, uh, of the year in 2018. Um, it has broken the record, uh, of the selling week, uh, selling about 3.4 million, 3.5 million copies in its first week alone. And um, it hit number one, not only in the U.S. and Canada, but in countries such as Denmark, Italy. Um, what, did I, what else did it say? I believe Denmark, Italy, Britain, um, or the U.K. Uh, and um, other countries such as that. Um, and just, I just want to let y'all know, like this, growing up watching the Obamas in office, I've seen this, I've, I've seen... Auntie Michelle literally sit here and 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 not only grow as a woman, but also I feel like foster into us as a generation. It's weird, you know. You only get and and she's one of those women that we have to protect. You only get a few. I'm telling you, you only get a few families, a few people who you got. And the Obamas are some are, are, are a family that we as black people have to protect. Yes, they couldn't and didn't do maybe a lot or as they could have done for the black community because there were white sharks that did not allow it. However, he did the best he could. And so did Michelle. Still doing that. And I feel as though Michelle Obama is such an example of strength, power, beauty, grace. It, it, it's, 
it's it's like looking at it's literally like looking at I, I don't it's it's speechless to me like seriously you know and I haven't even read the book yet you know there's so many books that I want to get and I need to uh, Apple actually has uh, uh, the audio you know on your phone so I actually want to start getting audio books and just starting to just listen to them and uh, you know her book is one book that I want to get Charlemagne's new book is one book that I want to get um, and there's a couple others and you know I just want I just wanted to give her this MVP because she's done so much just not for the black community but for black women you understand what I'm saying just for black women and education, like she's just dope. I just want to just say she is just dope all around, dope, just dope, 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 dope. Period. Um, our biggest loser of the week, of course, is Takashi Six Nine. Takashi Six Nine is still, um, I guess, in prison right now. And like I said last week, he's looking at twenty five years to life. And like I said a couple minutes ago, uh, Rick Rose was on free. Um, on the free song feature uh, with Meek Mill and Jay-Z and, you know, threw a little shots at him. Um, but at the same time, um, I believe they're warranted. Uh, I believe that because uh, Takashi wanted to portray this role of a gangster, um, it, it, it's come back to bite you. And I, I believe even Meek Mill said in the interview, you know, he 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 wanted to talk to him and just tell him, like, bro, you don't have to, you know, I guess, you know, play all, do all this foolishness. And I believe Charlemagne even told him. And I, and I believe, you know, it, here's the thing. I don't sit here and believe that as black people, one, and specifically as black men, if another black man tells you to it tells you something out of literally sheer, like genuine, like just talking, like I'm just trying to tell you, I'm trying to tell you this for your own good. We need to fucking listen. You understand what I'm saying? Like we need to fucking listen because at the end of the day, if that wisdom is being passed down, if it's something to tell us for our knowledge, for something to keep in our back of our minds, just in case it does pop up again, we need to have this. If our elders are telling us, don't do it, don't do this, because just, just, yeah, just don't do that. So if Charlemagne is literally sitting here telling you, bro, you're not a part of that lifestyle, stop what you're doing. Because if you continue to go down this road that you're going down, it's going to get bad. And you literally sit here and it's literally like touching the iron, dog. How many times have we used the iron? The iron analogy, uh, an analogy when it when it comes to us doing stupid shit. Literally touch the iron when it's hot. When your mama sit here and tell you don't touch the fucking iron or touch the uh, the stove or some shit. Don't touch the stove. But your dad's touched it anyway. And for for six nine, it's been like he been touching it and saying ah, but he liked to burn. And then it burned him so hard, like oh shit, I gotta take it out. So then what? So then what? Now, now Takashi is sitting there like, what do you do? I have a, a handful of burn or a burnt hand and I now have to pay for it. Yes, you do. You might have to because you've given the government, you've given them so much. You've given them so much off of not even who, not being even who you are. 
that now they're looking at you as the stereotype. But you portray the stereotype. You sit here and popularize it again. And you think that shit was sweet. That shit is not sweet. And a lot of y'all will end up like that. For me, that's why I try to sit here and I try to foster and love on my black brothers. Period. I don't care who you are. You can be a thug. You can be a gangster. I try to give you a head nod and everything. Love on you, bro. What's up? How you doing? Gas you up. Because at the end of the day, you, we trying to hate on each other. But at the end of the day, when we go outside, we're getting shot. By who? The white man. They don't look at us for our intelligence, bro. We're not white. So why the fuck are we fighting? For what? Why are we even trying to portray that role? So you gave them something to, to, you gave it to, you handed it to them on a silver platter. The fact that somebody was an informant in your damn crew, hell no. You set it up. You you literally you literally gave these people to do that. You gave the man who came into your crew the li- the literal liability to fuck you over. Because you didn't care. You you were the biggest thing. You were the king of New York. You were da 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 da. You were all of this, but you really forgot your morals and your motherfucking values. And a lot of y'all motherfuckers forget that shit. And then, and then, and I will keep saying this to this day, I don't know why y'all keep sitting here saying, free my nigga, free my nigga, when your nigga lost his morals and values and wanted to act out. His fault, not mine. So no, it's not free you. You gotta learn. Because you had opportunity, after opportunity, after opportunity to get it right. And like I keep saying, Takashi, you're not dumb. For you to know what you were doing, that tells me that you have an ounce of intelligence. So you use that ounce of intelligence to understand your, that means you understood your market. That's, that means you, you got some t- intelligence in you. But you used it in the dumbest form and used it like the stereotypical nigga that are using it now. Literally sit here and want to use this purple hair. Want to sit here and act gang banging and shit like that. Nigga, I'm not going to act what I'm not. And me being a thug ain't it. Now, don't push me. Because I ain't no killer. But please, don't try it. I ain't never shot a man in my life. But please, don't, don't, don't let me. I'm just saying. I'm not a thug. That ain't me. Do I have thug friends? Do I know some thugs around me? Absolutely. That ain't my life. They know that. I know that. That ain't my life. We still cool though. That ain't something that I'm not to portray. And it ain't going to change. But the fact that a lot of y'all sit here and try to portray that image. Because you want to be down. Oh, get out of here with that shit. At this point, thugs know. 
Huh? They know if you perpetrating. And if you perpetrating, it's wow, you're good, you're done. You gotta stop. A lot of you kids don't know yourselves because y'all have not grown the fuck up. Sit down somewhere. Chill out. Go to the park. Hell, get a girlfriend or a boyfriend and go to the movies. Go bowling. Go to Coney Island. Go get you some mouth sauce. Hell, go to the pizza joint. Go do something. But the fact of the matter is, Takashi did this to himself. You used the ounce of intelligence that you had to literally sit here and have an informant come into your group, have it to where an informant now has come into your group and has evidence that you did what you did. You fucked up. It's on you, bro. You got to take this responsibility and own it and make sure you learn from it. And put people, better people, in your camp. Period. Point blank. So you know what? We're going to take a five-minute break. And we'll be back with the opinionated uh, with the opinionated topic of the week. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode 58. We will be back. We will be back. We will be back. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. Episode 40. Wow, not 40, 58. Wow, that's crazy, ain't it, babe? <laughs> wow. Um, I know we got a special guest in the building. My girlfriend is right here sitting right next to me, but she's in the commentator section. <laughs> I'm just playing. Shout out to my babe. Um, but this is the second half of the show. We are about to get into the opinion topic of the week. And like I told y'all, I got time today. Okay? I have time. I have a lot of time. And the time that I have today is really, let me start here, okay? Let me start by saying I don't want this to come off as disrespect. I don't want this to come off as um, trying to be, how can I put this, trying to be, um, or trying to trying to not basically learn or gain the wisdom from older people with that being said <laughs> i want to sit here and really take the time to sit here and say that there has been and there still is a lack of respect for the millennial generation. Now, what I mean by that is, or let me break this down like this first. As someone who analyzes his generation so much, right, and literally sits here and critiques it so hard, I love my generation as well. We are creatives. We are innovators. Hell, we're game changers. A lot of the basketball players that you watch, about 40% of those are from my generation. 
Damn near 50 if you want to count it for real. Seriously. And the fact that there this is there is a lack of respect from the older generation. And, and I'm gonna break down what, what I mean by that. And here's what I mean. The changes that I've seen that have taken place over the past 10 years, just 10 years, right? Just a 10-year mark. It will be 10 years, 2020, right? We damn near there. In these, in these past, you know, eight to some odd years, I literally have seen change come across America, right? And the thing about it is, Change comes so fast that we don't have a lot of time to adapt to it, right? We don't have a lot of time. But the problem with not adapting to change is that you still are programmed in the set ways that you do things. And for so long, for so many things, relationships, work, um, raising kids, the way you, uh, you know, the way, the way you live your life, the older generation looks down upon us. And I'm not saying this is the, the entire, but there are a lot of you who look down on us and sit here and, 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 Literally, I've been called lazy. Been said that I'm not doing enough, not doing a lot and not doing uh, what I need to be doing at the age of 24. Let me let me let me tell you where this base this this basically the story based off of it was based off a tweet. It was a based off a Twitter thread somebody put up. It was a millennial. And she basically was talking about how literally we have been told by society how to literally live our lives that we're supposed to be at 24 with a master's degree or with um that we need to have an apartment and that we need to be making six figures at this job and who the fuck told y'all that who this fuck sat here and told you that some people go to their parents and their parents look like, why are you not doing this at 24? Why are you not doing this at this, this, and that age? Your grandparents looking at you, well, I had a job at this. Listen, understand something. And I may be saying this for a lot of millennials out there who don't have the courage to sit here and say this shit. Stop putting so much pressure on them. Black people, please. Do you know how much pressure we are already have on ourselves? And then we decide to put more pressure. Each generation. I continue to say to this day that my generation from the 90s, damn near from 80s, but from the 90s till have been privileged. We have been more privileged than any other black generation that has come before us. And we appreciate it. We respect it. We cherish it. And we love it. Now, 
That's only some of us in the millennial generation. Now, do we have some bad apples up in this motherfucker? Yes, we do. Do we have some bad apples that act out of character? Yes, we do. But don't act like older generations. You act, your shit didn't stink. Because where did we learn it from? I'm just saying. Where did we get it from? Who did we learn it from? You understand what I'm saying? Like you, you, the critiques are so hard. But if we shoot back with something, boy, y'all be ready. And here's my thing. To the old cats, to the old heads, where's the mentorship? You want to put us as millennials down, some of us down so much that you are not trying to bring us up at the instance. It's a lot of us millennials trying to look out for other millennials and then the next generation behind us because we're not trying to fall into the same system. Understand that there's a reoccurring system that happens. You understand what I'm saying? As black people, we don't like to see each other succeed. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. As black people... For a long time, we did not like to see each other succeed for real. Let's keep it a buck. Keep it a hundred and keep it a buck. The reason why we have so much black girl magic and what I like to call black boy joy and black men win is because of that fucking system of not supporting the other person. Black-owned businesses, we sit here and we ask for discounts out of literally hand. That's why I, for one, am getting my merchandise together. It takes time. You understand what I'm saying? Selling to the black community sometimes is just, it, 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 it's cruel. It, it's hard. It is hard because you want to change so much in there, Right? We as millennials want to do so much for the community first. We're not worried about money. Y'all worried about money. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying at a time and place y'all didn't have to worry about it. Because at that time, during the 50s, 60s, 70s, money was it. You had to go to work. To make that ends meet in the black community, you had to make it. You had to go to work. You had to make it work. With the, the communities that I came out of, you had to work. Yes, we were not afforded the same opportunities and everything, but the but the the fascinating and beautiful thing about black people is we got so much grit. We have so much grit, power, and passion and strength that we we literally we literally used education as a tool. To make it out at one point. And now we're, it's like we're switching back. It's like we're switching back into a, into a reverse cycle. And we're idolizing this. We're idolizing this. Right? The same old heads that sit here and tell me 
that I don't think you're doing what you need to be doing are the same ones that's going to tell me two, three years down the line, oh my God, I always knew that you can do it. Get the fuck out of my face. What it is, is not that the millennial generation is being disrespectful to you. No, we're educated. And I don't want to sit here and be disrespectful in that way, but sometimes we're a lot more educated than you. I'm not saying that the OS, some of them are not educated. Absolutely. I gain wisdom from everything and everybody, no matter how old you are. But one thing that I that I literally see is that OS don't want to sit here and learn even more. Some, not all. Most, not all. I keep, trust me. I let, it's not a it's not a lot of mentors that I let in my life. Because if you are not willing to learn still while fostering into others, then what are you why are you why are you even trying to pour into me? You're not continuing your your journey in learning new things. You're not continuing that journey. And for a lot of old heads, we are set in program ways. We work the nine to five. You work the nine to five. That's how you believe everybody else should work. But that's not how the world works now, bruh. Sis, it don't work like that. And you have not adapted your mind because you stuck on that television. You stuck watching Fox 17, Fox 2 News, WXYZ Channel 7. You keep seeing black men kill black men, black women stripping and and all you literally when you go home. I know when a lot of people go home and go to their parents and their grandparents, all you hear is literally them some 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 to most of them talking about either black men killing black men. They watching the news and they only see black men killing black men and literally um, uh, black women twerking and on the pole. That's it. Literally. And that's why I sit here and I say I gas the way I do. I literally showcase my black brothers and sisters the way that I do. Because obviously the old heads aren't doing it. Y'all not doing it. Y'all are not sitting here trying to propel the my people, my, my generation. You're not trying to do it. I understand that you have to let us go through life. I understand that. Absolutely. But are you going to be there to help us? Right? To guide us. There is so much that this that this one Twitter thread just literally had on my heart. We're not, I'm, I, I, I tell people, I don't rush my process. When people look at, when, when I get those looks from old folks, when I, from old heads who are, you know, whether they be white, black, or whatever, I get those looks from old heads when I tell them I'm a full-time entrepreneur and I work part-time jobs. That's not a job. Oh, no, that's not my job. That's a career. I love my career. I love what I do. 
Because when I tell you that those same people who sit there and say that have been this are the same people who are going to say two, three years down the line, my God, I knew you could do it. No, you didn't. Shut the fuck up. And I don't have a problem doing that. I don't have a problem saying that to you. Respect, literally to me, respect is going to be given. I'm going to give you that respect. But if you sit here and you act as if you don't have the capacity to learn anything, because one thing that I feel as though the the old head, some of the old heads don't feel as though they can learn, not even from us. You can't like you you think you can't learn from us? How do you think your phone work? You sit here and get an iPhone, what you gotta do? Learn it. You're not gonna learn it because your brain. Don't got that capacity. So what you going to do? Ask your grandchild or your son or your daughter. Hey, son, daughter, grandchild, can I? How you work this old Gidget Gadget? <laughs> how you work this old Gidget? Like, don't play with me. I'm serious. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of old folks that's out here that I love that use social media and, and that are adaptable. That have adapted. It's a lot. It's it's some it's some of the old heads who have literally adapted and literally shaped people's lives. Absolutely. But I'm talking to the ones who have not, who sit here and 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 literally perpetrate, have the audacity to continue sitting here telling people, well, you need to work a nine to five, and this is how you know. Have you adapted to this culture? This is a new wave. This ain't the '60s. This ain't the '70s. This damn show ain't the 80s and this damn show ain't the 90s no more. Hell, it's not even the 99 and the 2000. We're in the 2010s. Damn near about to go into the 20s. And you still talking about you filling resumes out on paper? No, bro. No, bro. That, like, that time is done. All resumes, damn near, 99.6% of them are electronic. Here's the thing. And like I said, I don't want this to come as disrespectful, but I'm going to sit here and speak up because this is ridiculous to me. There has to be a a level of respect. Yes. Like I said, we have bad apples up in this motherfucker. We do. But where did they come from? They they, They didn't learn just from outside of, you know, the black community, no. They learn from their uncles, their aunts, their fathers, their mothers, their siblings, cousins, people before them. Like, like let's not get it twisted. Y'all talk about us having drug problems and stuff. Yo, where did it come from? And did you try to prevent things? Did you implement things? No, you didn't. So now we, in a sense, are trying to clean up the mess that is made. Are we going to make some faults and mistakes? Hell yeah. We're living life. We're living life right now. Life living. We're going through. We're in our early 20s. You feel me? 
20, 30-year-olds are out here being entrepreneurs, game changers, out here doing the damn thing. And a lot of our celebrities and a lot of the people, a lot of the people that we see are literally trying to adapt to this new culture. The old heads that you see in the celebrity in the celebrity world are trying to adapt and understand that, yo, we can't keep doing the same shit. We can't keep saying the same shit. Hell, we can't keep even laughing at the same shit because the shit has changed. Shit has changed. And you have to be willing and able to adapt to that. The same way you mentor, like I said, may not be the plausible an applicable way to mentor somebody in this generation now. You have to be willing to adapt. Old heads, you have to be willing to adapt. Millennials, you have to be willing to adapt. We have to get out of this this, this thing that we are too... Uh, 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 what is that? You know, we got our... We, our like our shit don't stay. Like we, we just too good not to, to, to take in wisdom. No. We don't know shit. And we ain't learned shit yet. Some of y'all are still sucking from your mama nipples. And y'all, some of y'all got the audacity and the obliviated gall. Sit down. I take wisdom in at every given point. You know how many old, old heads I got in my camp who literally sit here and give me wisdom? Give me wisdom. Give me advice. I go to certain individuals. There are old folks who act their age and there are old folks who act 16. Decipher which one. Decipher those. Period. At the end of the day, as a black community, we just got to do better. Period. But, at the end of the day, oh heads, please, I beg of you, put a little bit of respect on our names. Maybe I'm not asking for a lot, but put some of it. A lot of the people that you watch, that you sit here and admire are a part of the generation that we are in. So put some of that on our names. I see so many people in my comments, congrats, Ty, do this, do that. I'm so proud of you. I appreciate that. Thank you. But where were you when I was down? I'm just saying. Where were you when I was down, when I was out? Because it wasn't nobody low-key except for my mom, my grandma, and my millennial friends that helped me out during that time. So I don't care how old you are. I take wisdom, but I don't take bullshit. <laughs> Baby, you can move. <laughs> Baby didn't want to move because she on the bed. <laughs> but seriously, I don't. We don't. It, it's too much. It's too much. Like I said, decipher somebody who acts their age and above their age and somebody who sits here. Just because you're 55 doesn't mean you act 55. Just because you're 65 don't mean you acted. I just talked about 
Last week, I just talked about a man who was trying to change his age because they called him 45 and he was 68. I just wanted to let y'all know that. Stop. I want people to act their age, that wisdom. I need that wisdom. I live for that wisdom. I live for it. That wisdom is everything. I live for it, period. But at the end of the, but at the same time, stop assuming that we don't get it. Stop assuming that we're not learning. Stop assuming that some of us aren't sitting here taking everything in. Stop assuming and stop cluttering us together. There are those of us who are in this doing it for real, for real, that are out here doing things that are great and trying their best to bring up their generation, trying to bring other millennials with them. Hell, some of us are doing a better job than most of y'all tried to do or trying to do. Why? Because we're adaptable. We understand the struggle. I don't need to sit here and be a thug to sit here and, and low-key be cool with one and reach him. He may not want to go to college, but at least I'm sitting here telling him, bro, I just need you to sit here and get a job and be educated in the skills that you like to do. If that's being a mechanic, bro, be a mechanic because we need those. If that's being a plumber, bro, be the best damn plumber. You better have your own plumbing company. We need to stop sitting here. Just please. We need to do it in a better fashion. The lack of respect for my generation, it has to stop. Because my generation is making moves out here. And like I said, do we have bad apples? Hell yeah. But they came from the bad apples that were left and molded and rotted in the ground from the generations before. Just remember that. Okay? And at least at this point, us as millennials are trying to do something to try and even cultivate. I see a lot of my millennial brothers and sisters out here trying, making organizations, creating, creating, creating things, having the ability to create things. You understand what I'm saying? And I love it. And I will keep shining the light on it. I will keep shining the light on my old folks, particular ones that literally have adapted and sat here and are pouring into us as millennials and also being able to learn from us, not even from us, but to learn from others. Different cultures, different different races, being able to sit here and just learn. I live for wisdom. I live for people who sit here. I live for older people to sit here and continue to learn. So I'm done ranting. I'm done raving. Um, I appreciate you guys for kicking it with me. Like I said, um, it's December guys. It is freaking December. Um, and honestly, you have less than 30 days to get your goals together, to get, to get your goals met for 2018. 2018 is almost over people. It's almost done. And with that being said, 
I hope and pray that you get your last goals done. And I hope that you met those goals. And that if you didn't meet those goals in 2018, that you figure out why you didn't meet those goals and literally sit here and try to get those goals done for 2019 to better and do better for yourself. Okay? I want that for y'all. Because sometimes you don't have the means and sometimes it can't be done. But at the same time, figure out what you did wrong in 2019 and understand, hey, you know what? Let me get this. Let me get this done for 2019. So kill these goals that you got right now. To all my people that's graduating uh, college, shout out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Shout out pre- uh, Man, you know what I'm saying? All the graduates and everything. Shout out to you guys. Um, what else? What else? I'm trying to think. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, T-O-B underscore podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, period. <laughs> um, and I love y'all, man. We gonna, I'm going to come back blogging because I know I, I, I kind of miss blogging on Devontae's where I haven't blogged since September. So I'm going to bring that back next year. We're going to have something fire for you. You know what I'm saying? And I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And make sure that you make November, November, December count. Make it count, guys. Make this last month count. You feel me? It's open up a new chapter for you. All right. So make sure that new chapter is going to be filled with nothing but progress and success. All right. And make sure that you understand that life is like riding a bicycle. All right. So in order to keep your balance, you got to keep moving forward, period. All right. You can never move back on the bike. So understand that it's going to be harder to try to move back. You know, I always say that you got to to in order to move back on a bike, you literally have to press on your feet backwards. And that's a lot of work. So use that analogy. It's a lot of work to move backwards. Um, and it's on. it's a lot of work to move forward, too. But at the same time, moving forward is what you need to do. All right. I love you guys. Appreciate you. And we will be back next week. Love y'all. Peace.